Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. I am your host, Jamie Prater, and I'm joined by my co-host, Patrick Green. How are you, my friend? I'm good. That was a uh, a little bit of a jittery intro, but we made it. It was good. Was it jittery? There was a pause. There was a pause at a weird place. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm always overthinking. Whenever like you're looking at me for whatever reason, I get more <laughs> pressure, so I overthink everything. I have um, that effect on people. You know, I, I, I <laughs> scare. I scare. I'm, I'm frequently called intimidating. So intimidating. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, just just terrifying. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't done this in a long time. We haven't done this in a long time, but today was a day we needed to do it, I yeah. think. And yeah. uh, Christian, our third co-host, cannot be with us. He's having some technical difficulties, so apologize for that. He will probably be in the comments. Uh, we wanted to go live, but we are pre-recorded this um, because we felt like uh, it was something that we needed to do um, pretty quickly and uh, to get out there. So what we are covering today is... The DGA had a summit, a Latino or a Latin director summit. And in that summit, they hosted Guillermo del Toro interviewing Fede Alvarez about his career. And they talk a lot about Alien in this. This uh, So this is actually uh, an hour and 15 minute video that you can find on YouTube. But we wa I've watched it twice today. And then I gave the highlights to the boys uh, just so we could kind of talk about what they talked about. It was great. It was cool to finally see Fede talking publicly about Alien because there's been too little of that. You know, not, mm. Maybe not too little, but but comparatively less than I would have liked. Uh, and he was very forthcoming, and uh, we'll get to that in a moment. But it was also nice to just see Guillermo del Toro talking with him, and you know, this lineage of great you know um, directors from you know Latin America um, and Central America. But I also just want to say I love how little Guillermo del Toro cares about like his appearance. Like he sits down. And he just kind of sums back. He just takes a scarf off and just throws a scarf on like his legs. So the entire hour <laughs> and 15 minutes, there's just like a scarf hanging off of his lap. It's just like, I just love it. He's such like a director. You know, he doesn't give a yeah. shit. And they're um, such warm, loving guys too. They yeah. seem to be. And so at ease in this, you know, one would presume pretty big event. Hmm. Uh, I love also just for people who haven't watched this yet or watched the, you know, as much of it as I was able to watch today. There's a lot of really interesting points being made about some of the unique uh, elements of being like a Latino director in Hollywood in in the studio system and how, you know, you might be treated differently, your expectations are different of you, but also how your unique cultural context can play into something in terms of like, you know, what you bring to the table, given your unique perspective. So I like that it called that out. And I think it gives me a, a little bit of a better understanding of some of the ways that might be impacting um, the alien film. But <clears throat> to go back for a moment, Something that you had pointed out this morning that Fede talks about that I love is something that uh, has he has one of the few things that he has been called out on as being not great at, which is dialogue. Uh, you know, famously Evil Dead in 2013, which we're about to do a whole episode on tonight, by the way. Yes. Uh, really awesome movie uh, that famously had to get rewritten somewhat by Diablo Cody, of all people, um, to get the dialogue to feel more like, quote unquote, American. And uh don't breathe is a movie that's extremely light on dialogue. You know, he he it, he's not like a dialoguey kind of a director, but of course Ridley Scott says that the dialogue was great. He actually makes a point fantastic. to say the dialogue was really good, um, which is, as you know, is important to me. I mean, I think believability is really really important. So to have Ridley Scott make a note of that to Fede is awesome. It bodes really well for the film. And uh, yeah, I'm just, it just gets me more excited again to something that you said. Fede hasn't really talked about Alien Romulus 
publicly at all. I mean, there's been some, not at least him in front of an interviewer saying, yes, this is the film that I worked on. And uh, he goes on earlier in the talk to discuss um, what Ridley Scott had to say and uh, his nervousness about approaching Ridley Scott. And he said that Ridley Scott was going to watch it with a bunch of executives, but Ridley was like, no, 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 no. I'm watching this by myself. And he came out and he's like, that was great. And how uh, overwhelmed Fede was to hear that from, you know, his own hero, Ridley Scott. So again, something to really be excited about. So I'm trying to, you know, keep somewhat of a skeptical lens on all this, just because it definitely this is a PR opportunity for the film and for Fede. And I don't think he's going to tell us that, that Ridley Scott walked out and said it was garbage. That being said, I don't think that that's what happened. I think that what Fede is telling us about is exactly what happened. But, you know, in the lead up to a, a release like this, we're going to be getting a lot of kind of, you know, PR friendly talk. And uh, so I'm just kind of reminding myself not to get like too excited about it. At the same time, though, it's hard not to because this is our, you know, all of our heroes, Ridley Scott. Like, I mean, he's he's the reason we have this podcast, you know, mm. or one of the reasons. And uh, to hear him speak so highly of this work really, I think, bodes well. And last thing I'll say about that is I really like that it gives us a little bit of a window into Ridley and how seriously he takes the legacy of these projects. I think a lot of the time we all can be guilty of, and sometimes, you know, this is definitely deserved, saying that Ridley might be kind of rushing things or that he doesn't take things with quite the same gravitas that he used to because he's trying to kind of pump work out, produce a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have stories like this, and this is not like an isolated incident. We've heard this with other things too, like 2049, where like he has a really deep emotional connection and he kind of needs to honor that. And I love that he insisted on watching the movie alone. I think that was really cool. And also just uh, last thing I'll say before I shut up about this, it was kind of touching hearing uh, Fede talk about discussing the Top Gun film that came out last year with Ridley and how Ridley was talking about, you know, because of course it was a Tony Scott directed movie, uh, talking about how it didn't live up to his brother's, you know, original film. And uh, I don't know, it's just, I feel like we got kind of some little human moments from Ridley there via Fede. And I think Ridley does not like to come across like that. Like he tries to avoid moments like that publicly. So I, I appreciated that we got a little bit of that inside view of him. Yeah, and it humanizes him. And I, I don't mean to say that by by saying it humanizes him that we don't view Ridley Scott as a human. But I think when you look at these legacy directors who have directed masterpieces, it's hard to not see them on that pedestal as this yeah. god of filmmaking. But it humanizes him a little bit more. And of course, there's been criticism of Ridley Scott, certainly as it re relates to his last two Alien films and some of the films that have might have stumbled along the way. Uh, but it, it just... There's a he is a man. He wants to succeed. He wants to create the best film possible. And that has become evident just in that little bit that Fede shared with Guillermo. I, I thought it was really, really great. Um, a, a couple other things that Fede talked about is he was at Scott Free and he asked from his words, he asked about what's going on with Alien. And I think that they told him, and he's like, well, I have an idea, but, and he's like, it doesn't have anything to do with what they want. This is what I think would be great. He pitched them his idea and they loved it. And what I love about this is essentially he's the James Cameron in his own way, where he's been established. I would say probably definitely more established than Cameron was and a little older for sure. Um, Fede is 45, but he was established in his career. 
He's made a mark in the horror territory or in the horror genre. And he's like, I am passionate about this. And this is the story that I have. These are the kind of filmmakers you want directing alien films, any films, obviously, but certainly alien films where they're not picking like, oh yeah, hey, we love you because of your aesthetics. Would you like to direct an alien film? Oh, sure, I guess. Fede Alvarez had a vision. You want someone with a vision, with passion, with drive, with motivation to say, I have a world I want to create. I can't fucking wait. Yeah. I love how he made it sound like it was so um, almost like nonchalant too, because they were like, they're like, you want to direct it? And there's, he was like, fuck yeah. And he's like, do you want to write it? He's like, yeah. And that was like it, which is so funny because, you know, these, I feel like these ideas, it, it feels to me like it's so hard to get to the stage where you would get to be behind an alien movie, but it sounded like he was just at the exact right moment with the right passion and the right pitch for the company and was given the reins to it. And, uh, and, and I love that because I, I, I definitely think that Fede Alvarez is the right person to make this movie. I a hundred percent do like, and I, I felt like that since the beginning based on the strength of his previous work, but also on something else that I think is significant that he addresses in this, in this talk as well, which is that he hasn't done a ton of work, even though he's been around for a while, his projects are pretty spread out. There's like years between major releases that he's involved with. And the reason for that is because he doesn't do things that he isn't very passionate about. And I think that that shows. I think he has the track record to prove that. And I, I love that that means that he's going to be bringing his full, you know, what his full self to the table and directing this movie. Of course, we're talking about it like he's going to be. He already, he already did it, which is so cool, too. Like, it's done. Um, and I think that that's just, it's great to kind of remark on that and to know that now we get to, like, go watch it and see what all this is about. Yes. Uh, also, tidbit. I'm sure everyone picked up on it. Um, we're going to link the actual video that we're uh, basing this discussion off of in the in uh, the post for this. But he said that Ridley Scott watched the director's cut. Um, and I, I think that that's important to note. We don't know if Fede has final cut. I would think not. I would think Fede probably doesn't have final cut. But I am really heartened by what Disney slash 20th Century Films is doing with their films on hulu this is not a direct to hulu release it was supposed to be and for whatever reason it is not it is a theatrical release officially releasing august 16th of 2024 so we're less than a year away i'm very excited about that yeah we're like 10 months away and it's going to be a great year very exciting for perfect organism for sure um but it's going to be interesting to see what what cut we get but again to see Disney trusting people. That's what you want to do. You, a, a good studio will say, you know what? We want to bring people in that are passionate about this, but we also want to bring, bring, bring people in who have are knowledgeable about this. And, you know, I, I will say, like, we're going to be talking about Evil Dead tonight, and I'll leave most of my comments for that film, for that discussion, but Evil Dead is a little bit light on character. I think it's a great film and I'm, I won't, I don't want to talk too much about it again, but it being light on character had me a little bit concerned and still does to be honest for Romulus. What are these characters going to be? Because character is the lifeblood of these films. Why the first three films are so powerful is mostly because the characters are so powerful. So if, the alien itself isn't going to isn't going to hold up the film just like you know the AVP films they don't hold up because the alien can't carry it the alien is just 
in, in some ways it's a MacGuffin. It's, it's, and we don't even really see it. The alien itself is not the headliner. I mean, in some ways it is. We're all going to these films to eventually see a creature, to see what they do. Absolutely for sure. But it's not enough to carry the film. We don't remember Alien for the creature itself. We remember Alien for the characters and aliens and Alien 3. And, you know, in some ways, obviously Prometheus or Covenant. Uh, what is memorable about in bits and pieces about those films are the characters when they're good, but are arguably they're not that good in the prequels. Um, so I really hope that the characters just come through. And again, from what Ridley Scott said, the dialogue is there. And again, I, I am all about good dialogue. So I can't wait to see what they have to say. I think that the characters in, in Evil Dead are, are pretty good. I, I think really? that in Don't Breathe, I think in Don't Breathe, I think the characterizations are wonderful. I'm not I saying they're bad. bad. I'm just saying that they're not memorable to me. Yeah, well, there's, there's a lot going on in that movie. So yeah, it's true. Of, it's kind of a messy film, but I'm I'm excited to talk about that tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. Anyway, we should, we can cut this, you know, here. But I guess what I would say is just, you know, in the comments, let us know what you're thinking of this too. This is not like a YouTube moment where like make sure you like and subscribe and comment. But seriously, like like what? How do you think this talk went? Like what vibes are you getting out of Fede? You know, being the director, and uh, <clears throat> hopefully you're as optimistic as we are here at Perfect Organism because I think that this is uh, a really exciting development i can't wait it to really see where is. this goes and thank you to jamie for for finding this clip uh thank you to avp galaxy for reporting on it and everything too like this this is something that could have very easily gotten under the radar if we hadn't mm. kind of jumped on it so yeah. i'm really glad that it's not because like you know we're not going to let you get away clean feta you're going to be on record talking about this movie at some point mm. and this is as close as we've come to that so very exciting well everyone thank you for watching thank you for listening if those of you who are listening through spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast uh, we just wanted to update you it's a very exciting time for the alien community, certainly for Perfect Organism. This next year is going to be a roller coaster of a year as we uh, run up to the release of Alien Romulus. And we can't wait. This is in some ways why we're here, why we do what we do. This is the first time Patrick and I as partners, and then of course Christian and everyone else, are going to be together during the promotion of an alien film. Yeah, this is a big deal one. for us. Uh, PO is almost nine years old. So this is, this is great. This is going to be a great time. So we'll have a lot in store for everyone. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks everybody.